0: It started storming, and I watched the sky turn green and watched the wind swirl, and then I went and ran into the basement and stayed there until it was over. The whole house shook. The tornado came through the house. It was pulling the doors as I was trying to keep it closed. And I was singing the song, How Great Thou Art, while it was going through the house. When I'm afraid, I'll trust in the Lord. It was an awesome and terrifying experience but you gotta give praise to God in in every situation.
1: We wanna pray, Father, for everybody to let them know that they have hope. When you wear that orange shirt, you represent Jesus Christ, amen? I'm
0: very impressed by the homeowners. They welcomed us with open arms. They went through a tragedy, and yet they were so welcoming to us, and um, it was just a very warm response. And when you go to leave, that's that's when you see the impact that you had. We just pray that you'd be in their lives, and that you would just give them peace now. and We just thank they you are very God. happy to receive our prayers. They are very comforted, knowing that we're here to help them. Samaritan's Purse had the yard cleared in a day. It looked beautiful. It didn't even look like anything had happened. It's a blessing. It alleviates a lot of stress, and to have someone pray with you is wonderful as well. That's God's handiwork. It was nice. (laughs) Since we've enjoyed meeting you so much, we all left a few little notes and the name and where we're from, and so um, I hope you enjoy reading this, and this is our gift to you, and we'd love to pray for you again. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless you. you And thinking about how great thou art in the storm. It it was automatic. I I didn't even think about it. It just came out, and that's the song that I sang. It's like, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. You know, how great thou art. In, In the midst of everything, God protects us through it. And to see people offering their services and doing so humbly, you see God in that.
1: Good morning once again, and I hope that you enjoyed that video talking about the importance of praising God throughout the storms of life. Um, We may not be in the midst of a storm uh, like we saw in the video just now, where they were talking about a tornado and flooding and things like that. But to a lot of people right now, we're in one of the biggest storms that they may have experienced in their lifetime because, see, we're in the midst of this pandemic. And a lot of people are really having a hard time with this and they're struggling with this and they don't know how to feel and they don't know how to think. And there's so much turmoil and there's so many people fighting about things and about how we're doing things and about whether to send their kids to school and whether to not send their kids to school and whether to wear a mask and whether or not to wear a mask. And what this has led to is a record all time high of anxiety. And I thought it would be great this morning if we took just a few minutes and talked a little bit about the importance of praising God through the storm. So again, we may not be talking about a physical storm today in the midst of of a tornado or a hurricane or a flash flood or whatever that may be. But we're talking about the different storms that we as Christians have to endure throughout our lifetime. So let's go ahead and dive in and take a look. So there's going to be storms in our lives, and if we open our Bibles, and we're going to have a lot of scripture today, so if you have your Bibles handy or you have your Bible app, you're going to want to get that warmed up and ready to go. But we're going to first start with John chapter 16 and verse 33, and here we read, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble. It says, but the heart, I have overcome the world, but take heart, I've overcome. The world. And this is in a nutshell exactly what we're going to be talking about this morning. See, in the book of John, we're told that we're going to have troubles. See, it's not if we're going to have trouble, it's when are we going to have trouble. And for a lot of folks, that's this time and this place that we're in right now where there's so much uncertainty and there's so much fear. And one week we're able to have in person services and the next week we have to have online services. And just all of these storms that are going on all around us. We have to remember that God is still in the midst of this. And he still loves us and he's still there for us. It's not if we're going to have problems, it's when we're going to have problems. And we see this throughout the Bible. We can go all the way back to Genesis and we see that throughout the Bible, there were problems and there were hardships. The Israelites wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. That was a hardship. That was their storm that they had to navigate, that they had to be in the midst of. And as Christians today, we're still experiencing these storms of life, and it may take shape in different ways and different places, but it's still a storm, and it's still so important that we praise God through the difficult times in our lives, and that's exactly what we're talking about today. Here's something I want you to think about just for a few minutes, and as we start to unpack some of these ways that we can continue to praise God in the storm, I want you to think about this phrase, God gave his son, who he loved more than anything, a crown of thorns. So why do we feel like we should have a crown of roses? Why sometimes we get caught up in this thinking that, well, if I'm a Christian, then everything should go my way and everything should work out perfectly. And I'm never going to have sorrow and I'm never going to have heartache and I'm never going to have trouble. And that may be true one day when we make it to heaven. But unfortunately here on earth, that's just not the case. So what we have to do is we have to equip ourselves to deal with these things as they come about. See, we have to learn, or we have to maybe remember, because maybe it's something that you've already known, but maybe you've forgotten it during this time, but we have to take advantage of all of the different things that we have that allow us to continue to praise God through the storms that we have in life. We, see, we don't just get to praise God when times are good. See, it's easy to praise God when times are good. It's very, very easy. When you get the promotion, uh, when you have a loved one who's sick and they get better, when things are going your way, it's really easy to give thanks to God and give praise to God. But that's, that's only one side of the coin. See, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too, Right? If you're going to praise him during those good times, then you also, we're called to praise him through those difficult times as well. And I put some examples up on the screen. These, of course, of course, these are not the only examples of the storms that we go through in life. But it's things like pain and suffering and heartache and loss. It's things like problems that you may be having at work. Or maybe you're having relationship problems with your family or with your marriage. Or maybe it's financial struggles, which we know causes a ton of stress. Or maybe it's simply that you're sorrow or depressed or anxious. See, these are just some of the things that may be the storms that you're going through. And the things that you're going through may or may not be on this list today. But the point is, regardless of what those storms are, there are certain things that we can do to make sure that in the midst of this storm, we don't lose focus on God the one who loves us more than anything else in the world. So we're going to look today at four ways that we can continue to praise God through the storms that you may be going through today. The first thing that we need to do is we've got to trust God always. So we're going to jump back to the Old Testament. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 41, verses 9 and 10. So again, if you have your Bibles out or if you have your Bible app, I would love for you to turn and read this together here with me this morning. Isaiah 41, beginning in verse 9, says, I took you from the ends of the earth, from its farthest corners. I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. See, I want you to key on that part right there where it says, I have not rejected you. So if you'd like to highlight in your Bible or if you'd like to highlight on your Bible app or underline Underline that part right there where it says, you are my servant, I have chosen you, and I have not rejected you. It says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. It says, I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Such a powerful piece of scripture from the Old Testament where where God is reminding Right, reminding us that he has not forsaken us and he will not forsake us and that we can trust in him, that he is who he says he is and that we are his chosen servants. And he's not going to let us go and he's not going to let us down. And see, trusting God again is one of those things that's really easy when times are good. But what about when times are tough? What about when times are hard? What about when things aren't going our way? What about those times in your life where it's just one thing after another, after another, after another? And we start to lose that trust that we know we should have in God. We've all been through these times in our lives. I've been through these times in my life. After my grandfather passed away, he, my grandfather was my best friend. He was my mentor. I, I spent more, almost as much time with my grandfather as I did with my own parents. And when he passed, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I started to question things in my life. And I started to question God because I couldn't understand how God could take this person who meant so much to me away from me. Because, see, I wasn't trusting God and his plan. I was trying to make it my own plan. Because, see, I do believe that God has a plan for us. Now, don't read into that. I'm not saying predestination and things like that. But I do believe that God has a plan for us, and he lays that out throughout the Scripture. He has a basic plan for us. Now, granted, that plan is not a straight line. It's all over the place, right? Because we have free will and we make our own decisions. But overall, God has a plan, and that's that everyone should be saved. But we have to have trust in him and his plan, even when it doesn't line up with our plan, even when you don't get the job or your loved one who's sick doesn't get better we still have to trust him and we still have to praise him during that time because see it's like any other relationship you know when we do our marriage vows one of the common ones is is through sickness and health and richer and poor right it's through good times and bad well it's the same thing with our relationship with God it's through good times and the bad and we've got to be faithful to him just as he's faithful to us the next one, and this is super important, is to remember what God has done for us. Just a few minutes ago, we partook of the communion service, and that's all about remembering this sacrifice that he has made. But during those difficult times, see, we have to remember the sacrifice that was made for us. We have to remember what was done out of love for us. And when you look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, again, Ephesians 1, verse 7, it says, "...in him we have freedom through his blood." the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace. See, we have this redemption for our sins through the blood of Christ. And again, we talk about that so much during the communion service, but are we only thinking about that each Sunday when we take communion? Are we thinking about that daily? Are we thinking about that when times are difficult and when we don't understand our circumstances? See, we've got to remember this all the time. If we also look at John chapter 3, verse 16, this is probably one of the first verses that you committed to memory. I know it's one of the first verses that I committed to memory. We see this at sporting events on signs. We see this on bumper stickers. But I almost feel like John three sixteen has lost some of its meaning because it's become so commercialized. Now, it's great that everybody knows what it means, but do we ever stop to think about what this verse truly means to us? And has it lost its impact because it's been so publicized? I hope and pray this morning that it hasn't. Because this is one of the most important verses in the Bible, and it reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. See, we have the gift of eternal life because God was willing to send his Son for us. He didn't do it because we deserved it, because there's nothing I can do to deserve that gift. He did that because he loves us so very much that he was willing to do that. So when times get hard and we start to question God, we need to remember that if God didn't want what's best for me, why would he have sent his only son to die on a cross for me? Because I certainly didn't deserve it. And the world at that time, most of which didn't even believe in him, but that didn't stop him from making that ultimate sacrifice for us. Thankfulness. Another thing that we need to do through those storms of life is be thankful, and that's really hard to do when things aren't going our way. It's really easy, again, to be thankful to God when you receive the things that you want. When you get the things that you need, it's easy to be thankful to God, and that is important. We should always be thankful to God when he provides for us, but what I'm talking about is are we still thankful to him when we're in the midst of that storm? When things just aren't going my way, am I still thankful for everything that he's done for us? Do I still remember all of the things that he's done for me in the past to get me to where I am today? See, we have to remember to be thankful to him. And this is a way that we show our love for him and our respect for him, and that we continue to praise him when times are difficult. We look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. It says, Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, again, the language of the Bible, it says, give thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't say give thanks when things are going your way. It doesn't say give thanks when you get the promotion. It doesn't say give thanks when everything is roses. It says give thanks in all circumstances. And that includes exactly what we're talking about here this morning. That includes giving thanks when things are bad. When things aren't going our way, are we still giving thanks? We watched the video this morning and they were singing songs of praise and praying through this storm. People were losing their homes and losing their valuables and losing things that are important to them. But they still gave thanks and prayed to God. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 28 reminds us, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that can't be shaken, let us be thankful. And so, worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. One day, if we remain faithful to the end, we're going to receive a kingdom. And that place is going to be more amazing than anything you could possibly imagine. It's even been said that it's beyond comprehension. It's beyond comprehension. So we need to be thankful for that. Be thankful for the fact that God is offering us so much more than what we ever deserved. And if we just stay that course one day, we're going to get that mansion on the street of gold. And there's going to be no more sorrow and no more pain and no more worry. And it's hard to do that when you're in the storm, right? It's hard to remember all of the good stuff. It's hard to remember the promise that he's made for us. Because we get so consumed and so focused on the here and now and what's staring us in the face. But that's not eternity. That's just today. That's just this week. That's just the season that we're in. It's not our destiny. And we have to remember that. Yes, life can sometimes seem long, and sometimes it seems like it takes forever just to get to Friday. But this life, compared to eternity, is like the blink of an eye. So we have to remember to stay thankful and stay faithful during that time. This is a big one. We've got to spend time with God. Now, I'm just going to get personal. I'm going to speak about my own life. Those times in my life where I didn't feel close to God, when I look back on those times, and when I really take some stock, it wasn't because God wasn't there. It was because I wasn't doing my part of the relationship. It wasn't God. God is faithful, and God is always there, and God will never leave us And There's nothing you can do to make God love you any less. He may not like the things that you do, but he doesn't love you any less, just like a father doesn't love his son any less when he makes a mistake or doesn't love his daughter any less when she makes a mistake. But when I look back and I felt farthest from God, it's because I wasn't doing my part. And I want you to think about that. Those times in your life, and maybe you're in a time right now where you just don't feel connected. A lot of folks have told me, you know, it's just really hard because we can't, we can't all be together and gather in the church like we would like to and have 200 people here on a Sunday morning. Just don't feel close to God. Well, then you've got to look at those things in your life that you either aren't doing or you should be doing that are going to help bridge that gap and bring that relationship back together. And when you're going through those storms in life, it's more important then than ever that you communicate with him, that you spend time with him. Think about relationships in your life. Think about the relationships in your life with your, with your parents or your husband or your wife or whatever the case may be. When you're struggling in your relationship, what do you do? You shut down. You withdraw. You step back. You stop communicating. And that's what we do with God. God. Because when we're in those difficult times and we're in those storms of life, we step back and we stop communicating with God because we feel like for whatever reason he's not there or things just aren't working, things aren't going my way. So so what do I do? I'm like the turtle that puts his head back in his shell, right? But that's not what God wants us to do. That's the time that more than ever we need to increase double our efforts to spend time with God, So i want to look at three quick ways that we can do that. And the first one is in prayer, and that's in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. And we all know this verse, or at least I think most of us probably know this verse. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. This verse is so true and so important, and it's one of the hardest verses in the Bible, in my opinion. Because what do we do as people? We worry. We worry. We worry about everything. We worry about our kids. We worry about our jobs. We worry about money. We worry about this pandemic. But if we could truly embrace this passage, if we could truly get to a point in our lives where we say, you know what? There is no reason for me to be anxious there's no reason for me to be worried because God has this, and give it to him in prayer, how much better off would we be? How much less stressed out would we be during that storm if we were able to just say, look, God, it's in your hands. I'm going to give it to you in prayer and let it go. It's hard. I struggle with this too. Trust me, I'm not pointing fingers. I say we because I mean me too. I tend to worry about things. But if I could truly embrace this verse and this passage, how much better off would I be? If I could truly just say, look, I'm going to spend time with my Heavenly Father in prayer. I'm going to go to Him with my needs and my problems and my issues. How much better off would we be to let God, the all-knowing and all-powerful, take care of those situations instead of trying to do it myself? Number two in song. I am a big music person. I can't sing to save my life, but I love to listen to Christian music. I love to sing worship songs on Sunday morning. It's just another way for me to connect to God. And that's exactly what we're talking about, is working on this relationship. So when I lift up my voice... And I sing songs to him. It's pleasing to him. See, he doesn't hear how bad my voice is. He hears me saying, look, God, I love you enough that I want to praise you not only in my words, but through song. If we look at Psalms, chapter 69, verse 30, it says, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him in thanksgiving. So we're going through these difficult times. Are we withdrawing and saying, you know what? I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like lifting him up in song. Because if we're doing that, then we're not doing our part to build that relationship with him. Let's look at the third thing. Being in the word. Being in the word. As I mentioned earlier, sometimes I just don't feel, I've gone through times where I just don't feel close to God. And guess what I find out? It's because I'm not spending time in the word. I'm not spending time in the Word. You know, right now, I, I'm, I'm doing the preaching on Sunday mornings, I'm, I'm running the youth group, and I'm also in school right now. I'm in a, in a Christian college where I'm taking uh, Christian ministry classes. So I spend a lot of time reading Scripture for work, and I spend a lot of time reading Scripture for school. But am I taking the time to read Scripture for me? And this is something I've had to be diligent about, and I've had to be intentional about is spending time in the word, not just for work and not just for school because somebody's telling me I have to, but for me to work on my relationship with him. Because see, when I set aside time to spend time in the word, I'm telling God, you're that important to me. You're important enough to me that I'm gonna turn the TV off, I'm gonna turn my phone off, I'm gonna put my schoolwork away, and I'm gonna spend some time reading about you how can we emulate Jesus Christ in our daily lives if we don't read the Bible to know what it is that we're trying to emulate? That's like trying to put a piece of Ikea furniture together without the instructions. And if you've ever done that, you know what I'm talking about. you got a million bolts, you got too many bolts, you got not enough bolts. It doesn't make sense that this goes here and that goes there. If you don't read the Bible then how do you know what God expects of you? How do you lead a Christ-like life if you don't know what Christ did, how Christ acted, how he interacted with people? And when we're in that storm and we say, look, God, I'm stressed out, I'm tired, all I really want to do is take a nap, but we say, no, I'm going to spend some time in the word. We're reminding him that he's important to us. And if we look at Romans chapter 15, starting in verse 4, it says, From everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Through the endurance that is taught in the scripture, and the encouragement that they provide. What are we talking about right now? We're talking about the storm. What are the two things that we need to survive this difficult time that we're going through? We need to have endurance, and we need that encouragement, and we need that hope. And those are all laid out for us right here in the book of Romans. Verse 15 says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had encouragement, endurance, and hope. I don't know about you, but those are three things that I want when I'm in a difficult time. And where do I get that? I get that from the Word. So I've got to be intentional about spending time in the Word when I'm going through those difficult times. It's not the time to withdraw. It's the time to double your efforts. Quote that I want to share with you from T.D. Jakes. I ran across this not too long ago, and I love this quote. It says, when you're born, you're like a key with no cuts in it. It says, as you go through life, each wound, failure and hurt, cuts into the strip of metal. And one day, there's a clear click. Your pain has formed the key that slips into the lock and opens your future. I love this so much because uh, keys are something we can all visualize. It's something we can all understand, especially when you know how a lock works. A lock works, you need those different ridges and those different cuts in the key, or you can never unlock the door. So what they do is they take a perfect piece of metal and they cut it. And they cut it, and they scar it, and they make indentions in it. And it becomes an imperfect piece of metal that does exactly what it's formed to do. And I think that we as Christians are the same way. We're going to go through things that we don't understand. Sadly, that's just life. I I performed a funeral on Friday for my best friend's mom who passed away very unexpectedly. She had a massive stroke and, and just couldn't recover from the injuries, and it was unexpected. And it doesn't always make sense. But just like a key, all of those different things are learning experiences and they're things that we grow from and they're things that help us to get to where God wants us to be. And I'm not saying that those things happen on purpose, but what I am saying is, just like the key, we have to damage it. It has to be damaged and scarred and cut for it to do exactly what it's intended to do. So we have to learn from those things. And we have to look, even through those difficult times of God, what is the the lesson that you want me to learn from this? How do I get to be closer to you through this time? And maybe it's as simple as learning to trust in him and lean on him and know that he has your best interest in heart. But when things are hard, sometimes we just have to sit back and say, what can I learn from this? And how do I actually use this to improve my life with God? I want to leave you with one last scripture, and that's Romans eight twenty eight. This is another one of those memory verses that most of you probably already know. And if you don't already know it, you, you, you probably know the, the verbiage anyway, even if you don't know the, the book, chapter, and verse. It says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. You see, this this is the verse that gives us hope through the storms. This is the verse that keeps us going during the difficult times when we start to question, God, where are you? God, why is this happening to me? God, I just don't understand. God wants what's best for us. God wants us to have a good life. God wants us to live a life of joy. If he didn't, he wouldn't have sent his son to die on the cross for us. But he loves us and he wants what's best for us. And this is a great verse to think about and to meditate on when times are tough. Because during those tough times, it doesn't seem like God's there and it doesn't seem like this could possibly be what God had in mind for us. But we are reminded that he wants good for us. He wants what's best for us for us, and in the long run he provides that to us with an eternal home in heaven. Take away. I like to, I always like to leave you with something to think about, with something to, to take away from this lesson. I hope that you'll take away some of these things that we've talked about, and maybe you're in the midst of a storm and, and you need to remember those things and you need to focus on those things. But the grace supplied by God himself, through Jesus Christ, allows you to endure the pain that we go through here on earth. This life is only temporary, even though it may not seem like it sometimes. This life is only temporary, and we have something so much better than this life waiting for us on the other side. That's what allows us to endure the hard times. That's what gets us through the pain. That's what gets us through the difficult times is knowing that there's something so much better waiting for us. That's the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. In just a moment, we're going to sing another song and you have an opportunity to think about these things and think about these storms that you may be facing and think about how you've handled those things. Maybe you're, you're a Christian and, and the storms of life have gotten the better of you and you want to come back to God please reach out to us. We're more than happy to pray for you. We will help you in any way that we can to get you back through that storm and get you back on the right path with God. Or maybe you've never been baptized for the remission of your sins and received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Please reach out to us here at the church. We are more than happy to set up a time for you to bring you up, and we'll be happy to baptize you into Christ. If we can help you in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out to the office. And at this time, we invite you to join us in another song of worship lord reign in me reign in your power over
0: all my dreams in my darkest hour you are the lord of all
1: Our service today has brought you hope and encouragement as we all deal together with this storm that we may be in. Uh, If you would, please join me for a word of closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for this opportunity that despite these circumstances, we can still find ways to come together, to worship you, to sing songs of praises to you, and to learn another portion of your word. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would just be with all of us and help us to remember to continue to praise you during the difficult times in life. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for blessing us, and most of all, we thank you for sending your Son to die on the cross. It's in His name that we pray. Amen. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you'll join us for our midweek services on Zoom, and we'll be back here next Sunday morning on live stream at ten fifteen. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Jesus at the center of it all. Be it's always been you, Jesus,
0: Jesus, nothing else matters.